0: Welcome to the Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty podcast. Join the Legacy of Legends team as we talk about the ins and outs of fantasy football, specifically from a Dynasty perspective. Our purpose is to help you make the moves to leave your mark and establish a legacy in your Dynasty League. And welcome. My name is BJ Kent and I'm joined by my co-host Marcus Raper. What's up, Mark? Hello, oh, don't know. What's going on? Not much, man. I just ate way too much food, and so I got indigestion really bad. So, if you hear me burp on this microphone, you just ignore it and just keep going, okay?
1: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> man, boneless wings will do that to you. What you been up to this week, man?
1: Man, not a whole lot. Just kind of hanging out. Uh, kids playing baseball. So, uh, you know, ever every spare minute we have is spent on a ball field somewhere. Uh, just like you, though, me and Kenna got a little chance to – to go hang out uh, a little bit ago, and we went to Old Charlie's and eat, and uh,
0: that's
1: that's really about
0: it. Yeah, I know. that's pretty much uh with us. It's a uh, we got the full time job, and then uh, being a, a youth pastor as well, plus uh, a dad for uh, uh, some kids whose mom is going to grad school throughout the week. So it's been a crazy, crazy week at the mm-hmm. Kent household, and I'm just ready for some downtime, which seems like it'll never actually get here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. So let's just go ahead and jump into this episode. Marcus, we'll try to cut this one short this week. All right. No. All right, cool. So uh, just for the outline of the episode, guys, what we have for you, uh, this episode is our rookie spotlight, which basically each and every week, me and Marcus until the NFL draft are going to be choosing one rookie to showcase. Uh, This may be somebody that you are familiar with or somebody that you're not familiar with. Just somebody to kind of keep an eye out as you do your rookie drafts in the next, what, two months and so we'll have that starting off the show. Then after that, we have a crap ton of NFL news to talk about. Uh, we haven't recorded in two weeks, and you would have thought that a year's worth of trades and signings and releases and all that stuff has happened in just a matter of two weeks, Marcus. Uh, and so yeah. well, I'm I'm anxious to talk about that. I really am. Oh, yeah. uh, so like I said, Marcus, let's just jump into this rookie spotlight, man. Uh yeah. And so, like I said, we'll choose one person or one rookie that Mm -hmm. we're either higher on or lower on than consensus. And we'll just give you guys some reasons that you can, uh, that we like them or dislike them, that y'all can just kind of go out and either draft accordingly. And so, starting off, I want to talk about my tight end one of this 2022 rookie class. Uh, I know that if you were like me in a lot of my dynasty leagues, you may have missed out on your top five dynasty tight ends, such as George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, whoever it may be. And so I know for a lot of teams, you're sitting there with Irv Smith Jr., Cole Komet, uh, Adam Troutman as your tight end wins. And so you're looking for any, any sense of a tight end that you can grab that could be a tight end one in dynasty. And so for me, the person that I am targeting specifically in my tight end premium leagues is Trey McBride, tied in from Colorado State. Uh, like I said, he's my tight end one of the class, but he could very, very easily jump up in my dynasty rankings all the way up until a top end tight end two around that 12 to 15 range. Uh, some things that you need to know about Trey McBride though. he is 6,4, 260 pounds. In his senior year at Colorado State, he put up 90 receptions, 1,121 yards, but only one touchdown. And so I know that you may be looking at that and you're like, man, how can this dude only score one touchdown? How is it going to be a tight end that can make a difference as your year? All I got to say to you is this. Trey McBride is a monster. He is huge. at Standing at 6'4", he plays like he's about 6'6", 6'7", but the dude is actually pretty quick on his feet. Uh, this past week, I actually took some time and got on YouTube and watched his, high, his senior year highlights. And what I noticed is is that he actually looks like a solid NFL-ready tight end. Uh, most of the catches that he made in the Colorado State offense weren't just straight passes, dropbacks. Uh, instead, it was a lot of play-action passes. But the thing that I noticed most about Trey McBride was is that as soon as he caught the ball, he knew exactly what to do with it. He was always turning up field to gain those extra yards. I saw him at 6'4", 260, hurdle a man, going out of bounds. Uh, he is always fighting for that extra yards. Now, I understand that the that the, um, the touchdowns didn't come his senior year. I get that. But also, he went to Colorado State, so you're not going to get many of them anyways. Uh, I did see a lot of his highlights where he got tackled on the five, on the three, on the one. And so that number could have jumped up very easily to five touchdowns last year. Uh, but one thing that I want to say is, is that – the dude could very easily end up becoming like a Mike Gusecki and end up being used in a slot as a tight end. Uh, he would be a massive mismatch against like any smaller cornerbacks or safeties. Uh, the reason that I really chose him to be in this rookie spotlight though, is because if you have a mid to late second round pick in a tight end premium league, I would honestly be tempted to choose to use it on, on this top end tight end in this class. Um, uh, He's got all the right measures to produce early on and could very easily, easily make a difference in his rookie campaign. So if you're like me and you're struggling uh to find a tight end, look no further than my dude Trey McBride. Take some time, look up his highlights and stuff, and just draft accordingly. Don't wait too late.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh I think a lot of things that people look over when it comes to the rookie draft uh is they, you know, they rely a lot on what people say. They rely on a lot on the combine, and, you know, they, they look at those kind of things. Uh, when in tune, man, I'm like you. A lot of times I'll look up, you know, look up their footage uh, because some of these guys we've never seen them play. Uh, I know I'm an SEC fan, and outside of that, I don't watch a ton of college football. So if they're not a top, you know, uh, tier guy, I don't know a ton about them. But I like to watch footage and, and kind of look for myself and see, you know how I feel like they'll translate to the NFL, and uh, you know I agree with you. I've seen a little bit of his stuff, so yeah, no doubt he. Uh, you know I think he's going to be a a uh, stud in the in the NFL. Uh, yeah. My my guy is uh, Calvin Austin, and uh, they've got him ranked, which you know I, everybody's different. I can't even remember which one I looked at, but they've got him ranked as the the eighteenth receiver in the draft. His stats on here is like 510-178. I was actually uh looking today at at some more stuff uh on him and they've got him listed at at 5'7, 5, 5'8. 5, so uh, you know, his size is is really killing him uh from a lot of other people. But man, watching this dude play, uh, he he's got the the it factor is what I call it. Uh, he, uh, 2020 season, he had 63 catches uh, for 1,053 yards and 11 touchdowns. 20, uh, 2021, he had uh, 74 for 11, 49, and eight touchdowns. Uh, and And I didn't watch much of the senior bowl, but what little bit I did, uh, they just kept talking about this guy, and no one could cover him. Uh, you know, you got some of the best senior quarterbacks in the in college football, in the senior bowl and he was torching everybody. The dude is super fast. Uh, I can't remember his 40 time, but it's sub four, four. And, uh, you know, I think he, he's not going to be, you know, one of your top receivers, but, uh, when it, when it comes to, you know, I like to look for guys that you can get in that third round and, uh, in your rookie draft third and fourth round, it's definitely not somebody going to take any first two, uh, but, uh you know you're always kind of trying to find somebody that'll you know that'll you may get a steal and this dude you know he's down in the roof yeah 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 and he he's gonna end up you know playing in the slot something like that but uh he kind of reminds me of uh, uh i'm trying to think of the guy's name from a few years ago uh and and he didn't end up doing a whole lot. Uh, but then if you look at like a Dexter McCluster from Ole Miss, uh great special teams guy, you know, in the NFL, uh, done pretty good at receiver, played a little running back, uh, you know, something like that. He uh one one of my favorite, you know, times watching him was when State played Memphis this year. And uh he went off. He had nine nine catches for 105 yards two touchdowns and a kick return for touchdown and he absolutely torched them that may be a reason you know i'm a little higher on the guy <laughs> uh, because anytime you know somebody does state dirty i i love it so but i think you know he'll be a guy that i look for uh and and late in that third round and if you got a four round uh rookie draft definitely somebody to to check out uh, you know and it all all according to what team he gets on so
0: yeah, and I actually just uh, I just looked it up, Marcus, and uh, a mock draft that I just got done doing uh, just a little bit ago, uh, it said that he was actually going in, uh, I think, the late fourth round right now. And oh, really? So, yeah, and so with it, man, absolutely. If you've got a late third, even a fourth mm. round pick there, and you're just trying to take flyers at that point, it may not be a bad look just to kind of yeah. go get that speedster. Uh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of a – um, uh, not necessarily a Rundell Moore, but kind of similar. Uh, yeah. just somebody who you can kind of keep an eye out for that's going to be uh, just shifty, you know?
1: Yeah. His size is definitely going to hurt him. I mean, he's, he's not going to be a, you know, a 10, 15 year receiver. I'm sure he's going to deal with some injuries, but, uh, you know, if it's, you're always kind of taking a chance in that, you know, in that late third, especially the fourth round rookie drafts. Uh, and I just, I feel like he's going to be somebody that if he gets on the right team, you know, he could end up being a, a PPR machine. Uh, so, and that's kind of what I've done. You know, we, we had talked to who you're how, uh, and he was just the first guy that comes to mind. Uh, yeah,
0: somebody absolutely.
1: that I'm probably going to take a little higher than everybody else does.
0: I know some people that I'm excited to talk about in the next couple of weeks, uh, being an Alabama truther, I'm excited to bring up Brian Robinson. Uh, yeah, even John Mechie, Jamison Williams. Uh, I know with you being an old Miss Homer as well, I'm sure you're going to be bringing up Matt Crow at some point in this.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And I even think Ely. I think Ely is going to translate well to the to the NFL. They said he had a pretty good pro day.
0: And so, uh, yeah, that's our rookie spotlight for this week, man. Uh Take your notes and stuff. It's never too early to go ahead and start. Uh, researching some of these rookies, looking at some highlights, seeing who you like and don't like. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people in those third and fourth rounds that could very easily make a splash in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, Marcus, one thing that I want to tell our listeners as well is shout out, shout out to everybody who held on to their 2022 draft picks. Uh, I know a lot of people that ended up selling those things because they said mm-hmm. that this class was trash. But, at man, throughout the combine, throughout actually watching uh, some of these pro days and stuff like that, this class is actually turning out to be a pretty deep class. Uh, if I've got anything from a mid-second up all the way to the first round, uh, man, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, a lot of people used to throw away those second-round picks in this class, but I'm, I'm pretty happy to have a couple of them stacked up right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that you know, there's there's moves to be made. Uh, I think there's guys that's, that's going to shape, you know, your dynasty teams for years to come. I actually, there was a trade. I believe it was in Yellowstone. Went down today. Uh, somebody traded the number two overall, I believe, for like uh, maybe an 11 and 12. I can't oh, yeah, remember it exactly a one, what
0: it was. It was a 103 for an 11 and a 12.
1: That's it. And I thought, you know, the guy who moved up probably didn't do bad either but that guy who got the 11 and the 12, you know, he moved back just a little bit. And I think this class is deep enough to where, you know, you you may have traded away a stud, but you got you got two guys who's going to start, you know, uh, if you yep. make the right, the right picks there. So uh, I and definitely think it's deeper than, you know, like you said, it was getting a bad rap. But other than quarterback, I'll be honest, I, I don't think there's any. You've got about three guys that probably will end up and I'm gonna say maybe two of those because you know, out of the three that I think are, you know, gonna be starters, you're gonna have one of those that don't that don't hit. So you yeah. you probably got two two quarterbacks in this class. But I mean, other than that, man, the uh, like you said, the tight ends are gonna be. You're gonna have a couple of those. Uh, a, a ton of running backs that I think will translate well, and uh, you know, the receiver class is pretty deep too. So.
0: Yeah, man, that's, that's one of those things, man. I'm excited to see how it all shakes out in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of that, Marcus, like I said, man, it seems like these past two weeks, the NFL offseason has just exploded, dude. Yeah. Uh, I I was just talking today with one of my league mates, and I can't remember an NFL offseason that had this much stuff happen uh, just in two weeks. Like you would have th- thought that the Calvin Ridley news uh, about his suspension and stuff was like six months ago.
1: Uh, yeah. but
0: instead it was like two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. And so, uh, with this Marcus, what I want to do is I'm just going to run through a couple of these low level, uh, signings and whatnot. And just kind of give me like a, a, like you, you stop me when you think that it's important to the dynasty. How about that? And uh, then we'll save the big all caps news until the very end because I'm excited uh, to hear you're taking one specific person in particular.
1: We probably ain't gonna talk
0: about that. <laughs> all right. So just some uh some news that came out. Uh Tom Brady unretiring, man. I think this is something that we did not see coming at all. Uh, uh, but 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 did we man, uh, you, you know we couldn't eat. stay away? I know. I, I expected uh, him to take at uh, least one year off. Let's just say that. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's what I said. I I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I've said all along, I said if he stays retired, he's done. I think if he would have took one year off, he never would have come back.
0: Yeah. But I think you did say that actually.
1: There there was always that thought in the back of my mind. And I I think it you know, it hit me even more knowing that Tampa Bay wasn't really making a hard run at a quarterback that no. in the back of their minds they knew. You know, you've you seen the things on Facebook. He going to get at home with them heathens. And yeah. he going, oh, I can't <laughs> do this. I'm, I'm going
0: back. <laughs> oh, man. For me, as far as dynasty implications, uh, I'm excited if I got him in the Superflakes League. Uh, however, I've been trying to acquire him in a one-quarterback league the other day. And it seems like the people who have Tom Brady in their league right now and one-quarterback – value him extremely high because he did just put up qb3 numbers last year Mm -hmm. uh but if you're trying to buy him you ain't giving up a second round pick a one qb for him no Uh, no,
1: because i mean he could retire again at the end of the year i mean exactly dynasty wise unless like you said you drafted him in the 20th round of your startup draft or something like that uh you know he he doesn't hold any value Uh, but man in, in those redraft leagues again He's gonna be, I mean, if he's not one of the top ten quarterbacks drafted this year, uh something's wrong with you in a redraft because he's gonna continue to put up top ten quarterback numbers in fantasy.
0: Yep. Well let's let's just keep on this quarterback train, Marcus. What did you think about Trubisky going to Pittsburgh?
1: Man, I've never probably I'm probably too low on Trubisky, but he's just never proved himself to me. Uh and with me having several uh, shares of, of pass catchers in Pittsburgh, it kind of hurts my soul. I've got Friar <laughs> Muth in two, two leagues. Uh, let's see. I've got Claypool in two leagues and I just drafted Deontay Johnson in our walking dead start startup league. So uh, st- startup dynasty. So I'm hoping he, he wears it out, but uh, he just, I think they drafted or they, 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 traded for him and they're going to draft a quarterback i don't think he's the quarterback of the future but he he may surprise me
0: yeah and he's one of those guys where i think he's he's all right and i think he'll he'll get pittsburgh to be all right this year uh i think they will be a mediocre team just like they have been here lately uh but as far as anything past that i don't see i don't see much happening uh, we've talked a lot about bridge quarterbacks, Marcus, and I yeah. see him, I see him being a bridge quarterback. Uh, either they draft somebody this year, or they hold off and try to get somebody next year.
1: Yeah, I'd rather really uh, had like I'd rather really had like Fitzpatrick. I ain't gonna lie.
0: I mean. <laughs> Oh, man. so uh, another quarterback that recently got traded. I think this is another one that I didn't see coming out of nowhere. Uh, Deshaun Watson was being rumored to go to Atlanta and to replace Matt Ryan, which honestly, they, uh, Atlanta actually did what was right. And they told Matt Ryan, hey, look, we're thinking about trading for Deshaun Watson. And it wasn't soon after Deshaun Watson got traded that uh, Matt Ryan actually ended up getting traded to Indianapolis. And so for me, honestly, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, I've got one share of Michael Pittman and that's it in my dynasty leagues. And I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic about it. Uh, I think Matt Ryan is not washed yet. I think he still has about two or three more years of fantasy relevance. Uh, but for me, man, one thing I know about Matt Ryan is, is that he's going to throw the ball and in Atlanta, they threw a lot and Indianapolis, they are probably not going to throw as much because they've got JT in the backfield. And honestly, I would play through him. Uh, but for Matt Ryan, man, if I've got him in a SuperFlex league and I took a late round shot on him, I'm pretty excited to have him as a QB three, QB four. Uh, but also if I've got one of them Indianapolis pass catchers, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about this signing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think people forget, uh, not two or three years ago, uh, to probably the 19, 18, 19 season that Matt Ryan was like top seven, top six quarterback.
0: Oh, you uh, know, he went on the street there for a while where he was like QB1, QB2. Yeah. Well and then I, I just, the next year he'd be like 19.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just pulled it up on uh, on Sleeper. Uh, 2019, I mean, all the way through week, uh, he had one. Uh, through the first six weeks, he had one performance under 20 points. Uh, week five, week six, he put up 37, 37. Then that's when he had the injury, uh, week seven and week eight. But then he come back 19, 19, 18, 27, uh, you know, and then if you look back to '18s, what you're talking about, I mean, that's when he was having the 50 and 30, uh, yeah. 33. Uh, so he's, he's not, but a few years removed. And a lot of people are saying that, that, you know, they're just going to run through, uh, through JT. But I think, uh, he, he has what Wentz didn't have if they're playing from behind, uh, Matt Ryan has the ability to win a ball game. So yeah, I, th- I think I'm like you, if you've, you know uh if you've got anybody in india i think it doesn't do you know it, it, it helps all the way around even if you've got jt they can't stack the box anymore so i think it helps him helps all the pass catchers uh you know i like the move there uh, by the colts
0: absolutely now let's talk about the big big news marcus let's talk about deshaun watson to cleveland uh man i did i expected deshaun watson to go to a lot of places I did not expect him to go to, to the Cleveland Browns, man. I didn't uh,
1: either. I've I've heard, you know, a couple times of the teams that he – where he was interested in going, and I'm like you. None of them – never was Cleveland once talked about. And if you look at, you know, if you're a quarterback of that, uh, uh, you know, of, of his stature and where you want to go, Cleveland's not a place you want to go. So, I don't know why he ended up there. Uh But, yeah. again, uh I I I don't think he's lost a step. So you, if if you've got those Browns, is it they he's fisting to blow it up.
0: <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> and that's a that's one thing, man. As I know, the only thing that he has against him right now is the charges that's been filed. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. that he's probably going to face a suspension. Honestly, uh, I'm that- where
1: he he's got to go back before yeah, the Supreme I saw Court. So. I'm like you. He, he'll probably end up getting four games or something. But I mean, you know, stuff like that, they don't, uh, and and I don't, don't bet on a game. They'll, they'll suspend you the whole year. Yeah. You can, you can beat people that's, up and, you know, uh, sexually assault folks and whatever. But uh, just don't bet on the football games.
0: And that's the thing, man. Is I think as far as dynasty purposes and stuff goes, Deshaun Watson jumps up my ranking super high. Uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've got him inside my top 10 dynasty rankings right now. Mm-hmm. And on the verge of being top five, depending on where all these legal issues uh, fall through uh, as far as Nick Chubb and, and Kareem hunt, I think it helps them. Uh, Amari course. Cooper goes to the freaking moon right now, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were trying to sell him for super cheap whenever he uh, got traded to the Browns or signed with the Browns. Uh, but now you're happy to have him as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three.
1: Yeah. And if Landry resigns signs there, I mean, absolutely, he, he's he's going to – I don't know that he don't creep back in that probably top 30. Uh,
0: yeah, right there is a good flex play. Ex- exactly. Uh, and then let's just go ahead and move on from the uh, – I'll tell you what, we, ha- we forgot one more low-level signing, Marcus, our trade. Uh, the Atlanta, Fal- Atlanta Falcons replaced Matt Ryan with Marcus Mariota. Uh, this is something to where I'm not buying in in fantasy at all. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. However, I'm excited to see Mariota get another chance. Um, yeah. this doesn't mean that Atlanta doesn't use one of them first round picks and go out and get a quarterback, which they should have done last year instead of Kyle Pitts, exactly. in my opinion. Uh, but I could very easily see them doing something like that. So I don't really want to talk much about Mariota. Um, no,
1: I and mean, I, I think, uh, you know, if you can pick him up as a you know, as off off free agency or something like that, or maybe in a super flex, you get him really really late. Uh, you can kind of look and see what happens. He could be a guy that you know could fill in during a bye week or something. But he's definitely not one of your one of your starters, even in a super flex.
0: Yep. And uh, as far as running bets goes, uh, man, it's just been some small things happen. Uh, Miles Gaskin seems to be a thing of the past now that Chase Edmonds is uh, signed to Miami on a two year deal. Um for me, I've got Edmonds still as like a RB three in my uh dynasty because I still see him as like a third running back to have on your team. Uh for me, it doesn't really do much to me. Uh something else I want to throw in this, Marcus, before we talk about him. Uh Raheem Mostert actually ended up signing with him as well. Yeah. And uh with it, I'm curious to see what Miami does because they just got another pass catcher there, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh but what's your take on this Chase Edmonds signs, real quick?
1: Uh I like it. Uh, I think, like you said, Gaskins all year uh, disappointed, and they had to go out and do something. Now the guy looks like he's got the tools to do it. He just couldn't put it together. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Edmonds he he wasn't healthy uh, at all last year. I mean, he stayed banged up almost the whole year, and then of course was was splitting carries. So if he gets you know if he gets to be the man there in Miami, I think he you know like for sure an RB three. Flex play. Uh and, and you know, if, if things work well with uh like you said, with the with the catch pass catchers that they've added in Miami, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of stress off the running back. So, you know, yeah. he may he may end up being a, a low end RB too. Uh
0: the only running back signing that I've been excited for, I guess you would say, for Dynasty, is that James Connor is returning mm-hmm. to Arizona on a three-year deal. Uh, for me. If I have James Conner in Dynasty, this just revived him. Uh, I think he's going to be a really, really good RB, two in Dynasty this coming up year. However, I will say this. I don't think he's going to have the touchdowns that he did last year. I think that he's going to regress a little bit in that category. But the thing about it is he was a PPR monster last year for Kyler Murray, and I think that's going to continue in the 2022 season. Uh, Let's see here. I think that's about it on running backs. J.D. McKissick returned back to Washington. Yep. Uh, after he said he was going to the he, Bills, uh, which was I stupid. I was
1: going to he kind of he crawfished there, which the Bills, who would they sign today uh, or yesterday? They signed, I can't remember now, but they, they had a, they, I can't remember who it is.
0: I don't even remember, man. I know uh, Fournette it, it, returned. Oh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, I was just going to say it wasn't nothing major.
0: Uh, uh, Fournette returned to Tampa Bay. Uh, this is another one of those where I think this was the best case scenario. Uh if you are in a win now league and or like a win now team in a dynasty league, uh man, Fournette, you better bought him while you did because I yeah. think he's gonna he's gonna be all right. It
1: it was Duke Johnson.
0: Oh, okay. Never
1: no. <laughs> no, Nothing major. I mean, they just kind of got him to fill that role uh of what they was trying to get Kizik for. So Yeah.
0: Um another running back that ended up signing a one year deal was Rashad Penny for Seattle. Yeah. Uh, he's going back for another one year. Uh, honestly, this is somebody that I'm, I'm excited about. I think Penny showed what he was capable of at the second half of the season last year, towards the end. Uh, the only he thing has, that worked. He Blair. has
1: several times. He has several times. They just, it's like Pete Carroll. I don't know, man. I mean, look, look at what he had in Marshawn Lynch and then just didn't use him at times. Yeah. I mean, that's, I well, think I mean, you got about
0: too, like Penny was hurt for freaking ever. He was, man. he was. But now that Russ is gone and stuff, uh, I think Penny's going to be decent. Honestly, I think he will be a, a a good depth piece on a dynasty league. Uh, the only thing that worries me, though, man, Chris Carson's still there, and even <laughs> though he's got that neck injury and stuff like that, could very easily end up taking that position back over at some point. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I'll say about running back, man, Melvin Gordon needs to hurry up and decide what he's going to do. Uh, yeah. I'm tired of sitting around waiting. He's, he's definitely holding
1: you up. If, if, you know, if you've got Williams <laughs> or, yeah, you real. know, trying to trade for Williams, you don't, which I think for the future in a dynasty league, I mean, you're crazy not try to not try to get him and I wouldn't sell him. So, uh, you know, Gordon's eventually going to be gone. Uh,
0: let's talk about some pass catchers, Marcus. Uh, let's just run through tight end real quick before we get the water receivers. Uh, Zach Ertz ends up staying in Arizona. Um, Actually, I'm I'm pretty excited about this one as well. I think Ertz is a, is a, a top 15 Dynasty tight end right now, and yeah. uh, somebody I'm excited to have if I got him. Uh, another tight end that ended up moving was Austin Hooper. Ended up going to the Tennessee Titans, I believe. Yep. Uh, I think it gave him a little bit of a resurgence, honestly, because I think with the Browns, he was buried in that depth chart. And yeah. uh, for him to end up moving to Tennessee, I think it helps him a little bit. Uh, I still see him as a um man outside my top twenty-four in my tight end rankings, but you know I ain't mad about it.
1: I'm waiting to see what they do as far as adding another receiver. Yeah, uh, me too. They they let they let Julio go. They have got to. Tennessee's got to go out and they either and I see them drafting one because all your all your free agents or you know people who's trying to get traded is is about. Going where they're gonna go. So Tennessee. Well, you know, uh,
0: your boy, your boy Bobby, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, ended up going and getting traded to him.
1: He did, didn't he? That's right. That's right. Yeah, I seen that the other day. uh, Which, of course, coming back off off injury, he should be healthy. Yeah,
0: and that's that's the thing, though, man. I still I still think AJ Brown's gonna eat in that offense.
1: Oh, he is. I mean, that's what I say. Uh, you know, I like DK more from an Ole Miss fan perspective, but I I think Brown's going to be the better receiver for the long term.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, Some other big news that we've uh, missed out on as far as pass catchers, Mark Cooper ended up going to Cleveland, like I said earlier. Uh, Another Dallas Cowboy left, or excuse me, another Dallas Cowboy stayed, and Michael Gallup ended up staying in Dallas and getting paid, man. Uh, He's a really, really good wide receiver, too, uh, on that team, and I think that they are almost out of pass catchers, so they got to do something. Mm-hmm. Um Christian what, Kirk Wilson oh, ended go up going? Cedric Wilson went to Miami.
1: Miami, that's right. That's what and I was saying. So he's
0: going to be he's going to be buried on the depth chart.
1: Yeah. I traded him away in two different leagues probably in the last couple of weeks and and at first I was like, "Oh, when when uh Cooper left, I was like, "Man, I may have shouldn't have done that." And then he went to Miami and I was like, "Man, eh. Maybe I still shouldn't have done that. Now they keep acquiring receivers and I'm like, Well, yeah. I'm fine. You know, I'm glad I done that. So and yeah, I traded him hell. in one I traded him in one lead for Lazard.
0: So oh, nice.
1: until Green Bay figures out what they're gonna do. I mean Lazard's their number one receiver
0: right now. So Yeah, I think it was today. Where the MB MBS went
1: to Kansas City, right? Kansas City, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, well, that's that's definitely not the not the fix for them after them getting rid of Hill. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh
0: well and then uh, I think another big news is Christian Kirk went and uh, shout out to his agent for getting him some money. Uh, right. Ended up signing with Jacksonville. And so if you have held on to Trevor Lawrence and Dynasty, uh, dude's got no excuses next year to have Doug Peterson and uh, some offensive weapons. Yeah. And so uh, he's, he's
1: definitely got a producer. He's, he, you know, a couple of years and they're going to be going elsewhere.
0: Yep, so I'm excited about that. Uh, DJ Chark ended up going to the Lions. And uh, actually, I'm excited about this one, too, because it means Amon Ross St. Brown still has some fantasy uh, mm-hmm. relevance. And so instead of going out and getting a big name, they they stay with what they got. Um, I could see them very easily still going out and getting another wide receiver in the draft, though. I will say that. Probably um, so. Allen Robinson ended up uh, signing with the Los Angeles Rams after they got rid of Robert Woods. Uh, before they got rid of Robert Woods, excuse and me.
1: I, I think yeah, out of all the signings, there's been bigger ones. But when it comes to fantasy perspective, I don't know that that's not the one I'm most interested. I don't know that I'm trading for Allen Robinson, but we know the dude's got the talent. And now he's yeah. with a quarterback that can get the ball to him. So, uh, man, he could he could really, because he's still young. Was he 26, 27? Something like uh, that. He could, he could shoot up shoot up the board after, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season.
0: Yep, absolutely. I'm excited to see what the Rams do this year. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. still hasn't signed anywhere. We're still waiting on that. Uh, He's going to Green Bay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. Uh, yeah. Another signing that took place before we talk about some of these crazy trades, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster ended up going to the Chiefs, uh, looking like their wide receiver one right now. And mm-hmm. so if you, if you've got him, you're pretty excited about it. Uh, let me see if there's any more little no name. Oh, I forgot about this Gerald Everett, the tight end, went yep. to the Chargers. I forgot about that one. Uh, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, let's see here. Anything else? Hayden Hurst went to Cincinnati. Uh, that's pretty good for him. I, I want to say he's a a fringe wide receiver two, or not wide receiver it's tight end two. Excuse me. Yeah,
1: yeah it could be because uh, they're going to run a two tight end set. That's what I said. That's definitely oh. a good place for him to go.
0: Uh, Russell Gage ended up going to Tampa Bay Buccaneers as their wide receiver three on their team. Uh, It's not bad value, actually. Uh, CJ Uzuma went to the Jets. I forgot about that one on a three-year deal. Uh, That's pretty good for him, too. Uh, Let's see. I think that's about all the wide receivers and tight ends. Now, Marcus, let's get into your favorite portion of the show where we talk about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, (laughs) Out of nowhere. Nowhere, man. Devontae Adams said that he wasn't going to play on the franchise tag. So, Green Bay made him an offer, and a really good offer. And he ended up saying, nah, I'm good. Trade me to the Las Vegas Raiders. And so, Devontae Adams has left Green Bay, left his homie Aaron Rodgers, and now is back hanging out with his college teammate Derek Carr in Las Vegas. Uh, As a Green Bay fan, Marcus, after you just paid – after the organization just paid Aaron Rodgers this buttload of money and you were like, all right, let's ride off into the sunset with Devontae Adams to see him end up leaving. How, how, how did that feel?
1: Uh, sad. I mean, no doubt. Uh, you got one of the better receivers in the league who, uh, you know, I mean, he, he, he's irreplaceable and, uh, you know i mean like i just said lazard your number one receiver right now so it's it's not a it's not great not what I, yeah yeah not what i want to see happen i think it hurts you know it hurts rodgers cuz he doesn't have anybody to throw to uh i think green bay's definitely got to go out and get some help there uh and and my thing i just wonder if rodgers knew it you know before he come back or you know of course or if that would have that affected deal. his de- decision yeah yeah because i almost feel like if if he which he he had to i mean i've heard which you know nobody knows they said that that uh he had already he had already bought a house in vegas uh like a month ago and uh i've been reading some stuff they asked him about playing with aaron Rodgers, and he's like you know it it was nothing nothing to do with that he said you know i actually got to spend over half my career playing with you know the the best quarterback to ever play the game so i, I don't feel like it was the money that they paid Rodgers. i don't feel like it was anything to do with Rodgers' decision uh he just said that he you know he really wanted to go out and play with Derek carr and he said he had family because he's from out that way in in california uh he said he had family that's never been able to see him play football because you know he's always been up in green bay and mm-hmm. he said that was important to him and he wanted to be closer to home and uh, you know, I honestly, it, you know, it wasn't about the money cause Green Bay offered him the same amount of money. Uh, and I don't think it was like an hate, a hatred towards anything that Green Bay was doing, but, uh, you know, he just wanted to, he wanted to get back out West, uh, yeah. which, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, I hope the dude goes out there and kills it. I've still got him in a couple fantasy leagues. So, uh, you know, I just, I love Green Bay. I always have, uh, I Like I, you know, everybody on here knows it, <laughs> but I've, since the early nineties, when I started watching football, you know, Brett Favre and Green Bay Packers and uh, probably one of the furthest teams away from where we're, you know, where we live here in Mississippi, but uh, everybody knows that their front office is horrible and, yeah. you know, they just, uh, the, the deal with Rodgers. a lot of people looked at him funny for that after he talked about Favre doing it for so many years, but you know. I mean, it's like I said when Favre was there, you got one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, you know. If he wants to take a little time making a decision, oh, well. Uh, but then it affects stuff. Like, I'm going to say it had a little bit to do with, with Adams, uh, you know. So, it's just tough being a Green Bay fan. And then they're going to go out, in the, you know, first round of the, the draft this year probably and take up Another quarterback or something. So I mean, they just they win. They yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, it's stupid. I, I don't I don't understand the decisions that they make. But you know, they still put together a team that can go to the playoffs. They just you know hadn't won a Super Bowl in ten years. So
0: yeah, and that's my thing, man. With with my dynasty rankings, I still got Devontae Adams and some of my top ten. uh um, Oh yeah. If I if I've got them as a as a win now team, I'm still excited. Even though he went to Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, the only person he's going to, to uh, compete with there is Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. So, I think he's still good on targets. Uh, I think out of,
1: out of everything, it helps Waller the most.
0: Yeah, it kind of clears him up, frees him up it a little does. bit. It does.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm excited to have Derek Carr in the dynasty league, honestly. Uh, in Legion of Doom, I've got him as my QB2, QB3. And yeah. now I feel like he could even end up maybe starting some weeks when Lamar Jackson may be hurt or something. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about this big trade that went down yesterday, Marcus. Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I was at work, and I did not see this coming at all. Uh, something that shocked me and something that I think is going to have a lot of dynasty implications. Uh, I have always been right there close to putting Josh Allen as my QB1 in dynasty, and I think this may be the move that is it. Uh, Tyreek Hill ended up being traded to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks. And so with it... Uh, my personal take on it is uh, Tua Tungla bailoa even though sometimes he is trash. He just got a brand-new head coach that is offensive-minded. He just got a brand-new running back who should be able to help take some of that pressure off. And now he has another speecher alongside of Jalen Waddle. And so for me, uh, it bumps Tyreek Hill down a couple of spots in my dynasty rankings. Uh, I still got Jalen Waddle inside my top ten. Uh, just because I'm a fan of his talent. And whenever McDaniel, whenever he went to Miami as head coach, that's all he talked about was hyping up Jalen Waddle. And he even said in one thing, he's like, draft Jalen Waddle in your fantasy leagues. Mm. And so with it, I'm still excited. I actually just ended up buying Jalen Waddle last night in the dynasty league. And so, uh, man, with it, I'm I'm still – I'm happy on all sides. Uh, You're at the point now to where if Tua doesn't produce in 2022 – Then I think it's time to move on from them. Uh, As an Alabama fan, it hurts me to say that, but dude has no excuses now. He has some top tier uh, weapons. Mike Gasecki ended up coming back as a, as a, I think they franchise tagged him. And so with it, man, you got to, you got to produce at an NFL level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, He, he doesn't have any excuses. Uh, And like you say, if they, you know, if he don't produce, they're going to go get a quarterback. I was thinking, man, if Deshaun Watson would have ended up in Miami, they probably would have been one of the best, uh, you know, as far as fantasy-wise players to have. Uh, I do think it hurts Hill just a little bit. And I think, like you said, it hurts Mahomes a lot. But uh, as you've seen with games this year, I mean, Hill can, you know, just change a ball game and you've got Kelsey. Kelsey's getting older. Uh, and what I think that the, I honestly, a lot of people are different than me. I think Kansas City won the trade uh, with the with all those picks they got because they don't really have to rebuild, uh, but they've got they've got to restock because yeah, it was you know it's getting to the point where Kelsey doesn't have very many years to go, uh, and your whole offense was revolved around Mahomes and Hill. Uh, so if they yeah. if they use those picks wisely, they are to be able to go out and get some talent to. You know, kind of get them over the hump, which is same way. You know, uh, they they've been in that same boat with with you know with Green Bay. Uh, they can get to the playoffs. I think they've been to the Super Bowl a couple of times, but you know they can't win it. They then they need more than just heel. So yeah, uh, I think this this will give them the push to uh, to go out and get what they need to to maybe put a you know put a run together to go go get a, go get a ring.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's one of my things, man. I'm paying attention to this NFL draft for sure, and I'm seeing who Kansas City ends up drafting. Um, yeah, I could very easily see them drafting a wide receiver in those first two rounds. Oh, and yeah. if, they d- if they do, my eye is on them in my rookie drafts. Um, okay. I, and, man, my thing is I think it helps Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah. I think it, it gives him a lot more targets this coming up season. Mm-hmm. Uh, all only thing is can his old man body still keep up with it? And then uh, another thing is, too, is I think it helps Juju's fantasy value. Uh, Like I said earlier in the show, man, if you got him as a wide receiver three, you're pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, I'm sure there's going to be more news that breaks in the next couple weeks Uh, as the rookie drafts get closer and stuff like that. I'm sure that whenever the NFL draft happens, we're going to have to have another episode where we talk about the the implications of that. Because you you remember last year, whenever we were high on Tyler Boyd as a wide receiver two, and then here comes Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah.
0: And so you're going to, to keep your eyes open. Uh, remember, dynasty football is all about uh, stock ups and stock downs. If somebody's stock is down right now, buy low. And yep. then if somebody's stock is up, better sell them high. And so just kind of keep making those moves, keep staying fluid and stuff like that. And I'm sure it's all going to come, come to you. Uh, yeah.
1: We are, we are missing one trade though, BJ. Oh, what's that? What do you think about Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers?
0: Oh, dude so I don't keep up with baseball much, uh, something that I cared about a lot whenever I was younger because it was the interest of my dad. Uh, but for this man, I, I heard a little bit about that Freeman press conference. And honestly, I can't say that I blame the man. And I know that Atlanta fans are heartbroken and I 100% understand that because dude's been there forever. And he has been a key part of them winning the world series last year. Uh, But with it, man, hearing hearing how the the whole offseason went down for Freeman, hearing about how he didn't really hear from the organization that much, and then he ended up having to hear the the Olsen trade on his Mm. phone on social media. Uh, I can't really say that I blame the man, honestly. And I want to say a lot of it came down to Freeman wanted a six year deal, right? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, they're like, No, man, we can't do that because what you're 37, you'll be 37 at the time, or something like that. And then
1: yeah, they turn he's around tired. and he's, he's
0: they turn like around he's and two, give so uh, yeah. they turn around and trade for Olsen on an eight-year contract that will put him older than Freeman at that time. That's that's don't want I, I don't really understand that.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know. It's as me. I, I'm I'm heartbroken. I mean, I hate that you know Freddie's gone because I've I've always been a baseball fan, but uh it was more watching Ole Miss play and then of course watching my kids play and uh you know that that's really what growed my love for the Braves uh of course Derek you know our pastor is a huge Braves fan and I remember as I began to watch them you know every every week as they come on TV and stuff and then me and Juan Derek and Jessica would go to the games and stuff Freddie's always been there uh we've been going now for uh, however old tristan is he's 12 so we've been going for like 11 or 12 years uh 10 or 11 years i guess because he was he was two or three when we when we first started going but uh freddie's always been there you know we would even always try to sit on on first base side where we could you know my wife she loves freddie freeman and, and uh, to see him gone, I, I think it was both the organization and freddie i think freddie yeah. tried to tried to bluff him in a sense you know that he, he was leaving and uh, of course, I'm a big Chipper Jones fan. Chipper even said that he had talked to Freddie, you know, and he's like, dude, don't, don't do it. Don't, yeah. don't try to push he their to hand. Because, them that, like they would move on. Yeah. From. And then they did. Uh, but it, I, it, it really didn't set in until today. And that's, that's kind of what I was thinking about it. Uh, probably an hour or two ago, I was on uh, Instagram and they got the little reels and uh, it's Freddie signing autographs in a Dodger uniform. And he's like, it's, it's cool not to be booed by or hearing Dodger fans cheer for me for once. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> man, just makes you sick. Yeah. Uh and I think I told Juan I may be wrong. He'll he'll he'll, you know, live out his his deal there as a Dodger. But I feel like, you know, he'll do just like Brian McCann did. He'll come back and retire brave. Uh I hope anyway.
0: Yeah, I can see it happening. <clears throat> uh but man, it's one of those things where I know as a baseball fan you can't really tell when some of this stuff's gonna happen. Uh but I think in the long run, it'll be beneficial. But oh, uh, yeah. Man, yeah. Marcus, you got anything else you want to say before we get off here, man?
1: No, man. That's it.
0: Man, we just want to take this time and thank our listeners, man. Uh, y'all support each and every week, even though we're few in number. Uh, it means a lot. And so uh, we just want to thank you guys. Continue to support us. Continue to give us some listens and whatnot. If you have, if you guys have any segments you want to talk about, any news you want us to break down, trades you want us to break down, whatever. Uh, send us a DM on Twitter or Facebook. Our Facebook is Legacy of Legends, the dynasty podcast. And our Twitter is LO, at LOL Dynasty Pod. And so you guys check us out. Give us a subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be. i uh, looking forward to talking in two weeks as we break down some more rookies and whatnot. And I'm sure there'll be some more news breakdowns where we can, we can talk about it as well. Uh, so, man, until next time, you guys have a good one.